STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Okay, we're live. You're listening to uh, Two Guys and One Cup. Or, sorry, I meant Two Guys and One Microphone. Yeah. Back to old school here. Well, like I said to you, it works for uh, Transformers and Beer, so why can't it work for STC Pod? Because we invested in two microphones. Hmm. Which none seem to work properly on my computer, except for one. What, What happens when this computer dies? Uh, show's over. Show's over. So enjoy it while you can. <laughs> anyway, before we get started, I just wanted to uh, uh, say as as proud promoter of the Berry Game Exchange, just wanted to remind everybody to go to www.berrygameexchange.ca for the upcoming uh, show. It's Sunday, April 2nd from 12 to 4 p.m. at the Red Barn Event Center. It's 8464 County Road 27 in Barry. There's going to be 150 tables. Uh, VIP tickets are $10, which allow you to get in 30 minutes early. And general admission is $5. Kids under 10 are free. You're starting the show with, with an ad? Fuck Waterloo Game Swap. <laughs> wow. Wow. You don't need to say that. That guy's ad. out. No, just the whole thing in general. And and I'm not, it's not an ad. We're, we're not a sponsor. I'm just promoting the Barry Game Exchange because Haji is a good guy. He hooks us up. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks to Haji for hooking me up with that uh, Game Boy Super Nintendo converter. A what? what is it? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, Jesus. It's to play your... Uh... Game Boy games. Yeah. On the Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, like you'll ever really do that. Well, it's just nice to have. Yeah, you just saw it and had to have it, and you couldn't even be bothered to show up to get it. I had to mule it to you. Oh. So that was fun. Speaking of which, yeah. You guys... Take advantage. I got a bone to pick with you about this uh, recent game night you guys had at Haji's place. Uh, Well, this was something that... uh, Nintendo Hodge uh, planned for months now, three months. You were on the initial invitation to come out to it, and uh, you put on big airs how you were going to show up and how much fun it was going to be and how much you were looking forward to it. And, of course, later on, the, uh, the excuse train pulled into the depot, and it had a lot of cars attached to it this time, a lot of cars. Well, it was one car, and it was a valid reason, too. What did I tell you that it was? The same night you, that, you're, you're, that this gaming, uh, the, the mini game of exchange was occurring. Yes, your dentist had organized a crafting night at the local uh, 4-H club. No, it was a very special birthday for my wife. My wife, she, uh, she hit a milestone. She turned 20. <laughs> And uh, I had to take her out for the, did a whole day and evening thing. Hmm. Interesting. So, 
It's so you didn't realize that was happening when you first said you were going to show up. No, because you told me it was on the Sunday, which was the day after. So that would have been fine. No, because it would have been uh, at nighttime, and then it would have been. It's not like he's close by. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> <coughs> It's not like he's close by or anything. It would have been a nice drive up, but it still would have been like two hours. Regardless, you're saying somehow you screwed up the date. Anyways, you didn't even know what night this was happening. Well, you did that on purpose because you were telling me it was on Sunday. No, you were part of the conversation. So, so I would have knew. I would have shown up late anyway. <laughs> yeah, you would have shown up late. That's good. What are you writing down right now? Is this the show? We listened to Joe. Uh, I'm writing down notes. Um, yeah, so like I said, it was an important night. My wife turned hit a milestone. So uh, we did a whole day evening event. Um, me and the kids uh, took her out for breakfast in the morning. And then we went and switched our phones over from one provider to another. And then we went and did some... Uh, shopping for the daughter and dropped the kids off at my parents because they were going to stay uh, overnight. And then my wife got her hair done. Oh, no. Uh, before that, we went and got her a manicure and pedicure. And I, I, got a, I got a manicure done for myself. What? Yeah, I've never had one before, so I thought I'd do it. And then my little two, uh, three-year-old daughter got her nails painted for the first time, so she was cute. I, I'm oh, looking at yeah. you, and, and your <laughs> eyes are like looking up, like you're picturing something in your head. Yeah, I'm trying to imagine all this. Not that's not to say you didn't need a manicure because you had uh, like leprosy fingers going on in the last pickup video. My, so I'm I, happy. I got a working man's hands. Okay, <laughs> working so man's. They hands. get torn up. Uh, so that's you know that's good. Hopefully they fix that. So drop the kids off of my parents after that. Uh, wife got her hair done. I got to play a couple hours of video games, and then we went out for dinner. Uh, just her and myself, and then right after dinner, we went to uh, took her to uh, see Beauty and the Beast. Hmm, what a life, man! So if I had wanted to go to Hodges, it would have been halfway through. Uh, yeah, it would have been like halfway through dinner where I'd have to leave. It's no worries, it's like, man. It's like, hey, you enjoy the rest of your dinner in the movie. I don't and think your, and uh, your birthday. I don't think anyone was really prepared to see you walk through the door. So I think we're okay. Well, I had you know what? I was surprised to even know about it because I just logged on to Twitter and I see all these pictures of, of you. Where is this here? Let's boot this Twitter up. There's no pictures of me. Yeah, there was. And everyone knows you don't log into Twitter anyways. Pictures of you with your uh, Montreal Habs jersey on. How do I find you in Twitter? No, oh boy. Why would you find me? Um, who do I look for, Haji? How do I, how do I do this? Look at, mm. he's in his contacts right now, Man. folks. So this is going to take a while. There it is. Nintendo Hodge. <laughs> Is this... There you go. Oh. In the basement, the famous basement, and uh, who's there? 
some guy, I forget his name, <laughs> uh, Sarka Sim, Buried on Mars, Flock of Nerds, uh, half of the two dorks is represented, and there's Bill with the Habs jersey on, holding a beer. No. Holding a cider. Two yep. bo- what is it? Two boats? No boat cider. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. Yeah. What? What's the problem? You're sitting there like a sack. <laughs> You're supposed to be having fun. I was having fun. And there's you in another picture, just sitting there watching other people people play video games. No, I don't think I was there because... Uh, there you go. In uh, Haji's video about the the get-together, I wasn't even mentioned, so I don't, I don't think I was actually there. Oh, yeah, he didn't say. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Uh, what, listen, did, what did you bring to this soiree? Listen, before we get too far into this, why don't we back up? Because I want to find out about uh, more about your big uh, wifey party here and go back a little bit further, you know, and talk about last week's episode. We had uh, Lady J on, so I want to say uh, thank you to her for coming out and appearing on STC Pod. And as well, our listeners got treated to a very awkward situation where you were running down the uh, the intro, so to speak, of our show, and your wife walks in on you. What happened there? Well, yeah, the door was closed, and I saw her at the door, and then for some reason, she thought she could just enter the room. Your door is glass. It's a glass door she can see through. To yeah. Your, to your office. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just setting the. So seat. she's looking through, and then for some reason she thought she should come into the room. <laughs> yeah. So I was in I was in the midst of uh, doing our intro, and I stopped. I don't know if she heard any of that. And then <laughs> she had to have. She came over to the computer and goes, "Who are you talking to?" Oh, nobody. It's just <laughs> just Bill. And then I think you waved or something, and then she smiled and walked out. And nothing was ever said since. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Nothing was ever said. What could she think you were doing? And then you... Uh, she you, thought I was just doing a chat. Why would you ever do that? Do you normally well, my Skype excu- with people or... Well, no, but my excuse would be, this guy lives up in Barrie. And I just had to tell him about the movie I was watching with I my just, wife. Uh, he just popped online so i just had a a talk with him (laughs) he popped online that was your cover right that's why you went into this you went into the discussion about some movie i've never heard of and you threw me right off track was she still in the room at that point what movie was that i don't know you were talking about the movie you two were watching and it just seemed very uh crowbarred into the conversation so she must have still been in the room oh we were watching that movie with um and you were asking me about it and i'm like i don't know uh, what you're talking about the movie with the khaleesi yeah where she plays a house caretaker or a caretaker to a paralyzed person for like six months before he decides to uh end his life because he's paralyzed so she's still in the room at this point kind of listening to what you're doing and then she just leaves yeah she left closed the door behind her yep and she never asks you no again. questions asked. she knows better than ask me questions <laughs> what could she imagine is going on in there just two guys talking and two guys would never just talk on the really no because we're doing that now <laughs> hmm 
All right. I want more follow-up on this. There's no follow-up. That was it. Um, what now? <laughs> what would... Are you, you're still radically against her finding out you're in not just one, but two podcasts. Am I right? I think so. It's, Which I kind of support because I, I definitely don't want you feeling like you have to uh, constrain your thoughts because of if she tunes in, right? Well, yeah. Well, that's the idea of our show, though, is we're not here to put on airs and uh, falsehoods and, and, and I guess for lack of a better word, so, sort of restrain ourselves. We're here to have fun and just have a normal chat. Yeah, but you, you won't be as open if you think she's listening is the problem, right? It's not something like you're embarrassed to be a podcaster, right? No, there's nothing to be embarrassed about that. But yeah, I, I wouldn't want her to... I don't talk to my wife the way I talk to other people. I think we'd all believe that. It's out of respect. <laughs> yeah. Which led me to this other thing when uh, it was brought up how this this mug got created from our uh, Teespring uh, store. Teespring.com slash stores slash STC pod, by the way. Where you find lots of STC pod gear that we aren't personally profiting on, but is there for the fans if they want to uh, partake. Anyways, one is a mug with a Joe tagline on it. Keep it Joe Kandish. Right. And you said you cannot have this mug at home. Yeah, because how would I explain hashtag Joe Kandish? And I said, isn't that a bit narcissistic to think if you have a mug at home with your name on it, Anyone who sees it is automatically going to think that some company personally designed a line of merchandise specifically for you, the person across from me, Joe. Blank no, that's last name. that's not the reasoning. Yes, it's the reasoning. <laughs> that's is, what went through your head. It's because there's a hashtag on there. No, she will see that and go. Someone invented this just for you. No, she know. If everybody I have, knows what a hashtag is, if right? I have a mug in my uh, cupboard that has my name on it, you know, greatest dad ever, Bill. Uh, no one uh, believes at home that a company uh, created a line specifically for this bill. No, that's not what I'm saying. I've got a mug, too, from my childhood that has my name on it. Well, there you go. But I'm saying the hashtag is the issue because with the hashtag, you know, it's corresponding to, for the most part, Twitter. So if she was to create a Twitter account and then do a search hashtag joking dish stuff would pop up relating to the show but if the mug just said the word joking dish then that's something completely different i could say i don't know what the hell this is i just saw it at some flea market and i bought it because it looked funny right but you believe once she sees it she will start an investigation create a twitter account and look up joking dish yeah, and then worlds collide no, I don't think she would ever even think that it has to do with you personally. Well, that's how I think. I so know. That's what I'm saying. It's heavy. Is it nepotism? Is no, it's covering your bases. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to get to the bottom of that. All right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were... Uh, that uh, mug. They, were, they were surprised at the fact that... Um, the fact that I'm on the two podcasts and then... 
two YouTube channels and then the two blog sites. It's all on the DL. Uh, it's mainly just because, one, I know she would have no interest in it. And two, um, if I was to do it at certain times, she would think it'd probably be a waste of time and I could be more productive doing other things. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, hey, by the way, that mug is pretty sharp. I think you should get one. It's okay. Um, but I told you I'd have to leave it at work. But then people at work would find it because they see hashtag joke and dish. So I can't even bring that to work. And people at work would automatically assume that someone created a line of mugs just about you and create a hashtag Slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do one that just says uh, "keep a joke and dish" and that's it, nothing else on it? Anyways, I'm I'm glad. At least I think our buddy Kyle he picked up one. He was showing it off on Twitter. Yeah, well, he's a good guy. I'd like to get a box of them, but this Teespring for Canadians, it uh, the price is up there. Let me tell you. Can I talk to you? Can we get back okay. to where I was going before you? tried to deflect it and make me forget so we were talking about this mini mini game exchange party you guys were having in haji's basement yeah i don't know what you're trying to mine out of this did thing. you bring it's... what we've had this discussion for when you're a guest at someone's house <laughs> you're supposed to bring uh some sort of either beverages to drink or some you know party tray or platter appetizers things what, what did you bring to this party well, I don't know if it was a, f a full uh, party a platter kind of situation. So I went with, uh, I put some soda pops for myself or if anyone else wanted any, which I didn't offer. I didn't have opportunity. And I brought two, not one, but two bags of premium potato chips. Ketchup? No, I don't like ketchup. That This ketchup thing... This, people are way overrating this. I think they think it's a, a bit of Canadian pride. Now, it's no good. Did you guys actually open these bags of chips? I don't think mine even got open. Hmm. But let me tell you. Did you, they, leave, did you leave them there? I, I did leave them there. Right. Donation to the household. The one flavor was this new uh, uh, mozzarella sticks and marinara sauce. Have well, you seen that one? didn't get opened. No, they're they're pretty good. And the other one was this. Uh, stain on my crotch. What? What? Why are you licking down there? I got a stain on my crotch. It's like a dog. Um, sour cream and bacon. I think it was. That was pretty boring. No, those were exotic. All right, high quality. So we know uh, what you bring to a party when you show up. That was pretty good. Uh, how late did this uh, event go? Not very late. What time did you get there at? Seven. Time did you leave at? Not sure. 10 30, 11? Was there anybody else there after you left? Uh, yeah, for sure. The flock of nerds and uh, the party play gaming. Mm -hmm. That's it? Mm, I think Canadian Retro is leaving at the same time. And I wasn't really taking uh, attendance at this point. Well, I'm just going by the picture that I saw. But uh, a lot of people had to leave because they came from so far away. Like, you thought you would have a long drive. Uh, like, Derek drove two hours. Retro Pixel, I think, was a two-hour drive. 
Did uh, Kevin and Sarah make anybody uncomfortable with their playful sexiness that they like to do in front of other people? Well, I thought they were going to keep it toned down, but then Kevin insisted on sitting on Sarah's lap for the majority of the evening. And, yeah, I don't know mm. I don't know what the deal is with that. So, All right. You know what? I will give some uh, big shout-outs to Haji's basement. His game room is pretty cool, man. I think you'd get... Uh, You'd really like taking a look around there. Every wall had cool stuff on it. Every game system. Every game system was well represented. Even had like uh, different styles of display shelves. You could have like, you could go there and get different ideas of how you can be displaying your games at home and movies. Well, mine are displayed according to the wood system and then in alphabetical order. Well, I'm just saying, uh, no, he's got different shelving techniques too. And I also want to give a uh, big thumbs up to his cord management for his big uh, entertainment center with all the consoles lined up under the big TV. Not, you couldn't see one cord. Very <clears throat> clean. <clears throat> That's what I like to see. I'm glad that excites you. Yeah, cords drive me crazy. I don't want to see cords. Cord management is very important. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you do for cord management? You just got a cord hanging from your TV, right? You can see it snake its way down the wall to the back of whatever's holding up your consoles. No, my TV's on a stand. Oh. You don't have any mounted to the wall? No. I did at my old place, and um, um, what happened? Legally, you're not allowed to run... Uh, power cords behind drywall right mm. for insurance purposes is that true yep so you could run the other wires behind the wall which i did but uh the power cord i i ended up getting one of those uh stick on wall cover mm -hmm. things and then i just painted it the same color as the wall and just did a straight line down yeah that's okay or but my new place yeah we just got uh well my current place it's just on a TV stand. Usually I got all the wires thrown behind there. Or if you get a really nice quality piece of wood, can be a nice uh, to shove the wires behind. A nice piece of oak that's stained nicely, goes under your TV down. That's nice. Uh, my Mine is all behind the drywall. A hole behind the TV, They all the shit goes down there. And then comes out in the bottom. And everything is stuffed in that. I even have a power center stuffed in that wall. Power center? What do you mean? Like a, uh, you know. Power bar? Yeah. Well, that's not safe. Sure it what is. What the hell, man? Absolutely. No, it's not. It's a cold air return. Uh, it's still the same thing. <laughs> it's covered in tin. Oh, it all works. Cord management is important. It's exciting. So that's uh, that's all the grilling you had for me? This was what you were going to lay on me that I had to be so worried about? Well, what games did you guys play? I know you played uh, Bomberman 2 or whatever it is. Yeah, we were playing that Bomberman that came, that came with uh, the new Nintendo did Switch. Did you play any of the... Did you throw up any of the uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild? I don't think I saw any of it. Unless it was happening before we got there. How many drinks did you have? 
Um, One cider? No, two of them. So that was good. Uh, yeah, that Bomberman, you can play like eight players at once. Where we just, it's everybody for themselves? Yeah. Mm. You've never played Bomberman, have you? Well, yeah, I've played the original. Mm, really? Yeah. On what? And yes. Hmm. What? <laughs> Anyways, it was pretty hectic with that many uh, that many people going on. It was really hectic. And uh, then we played. Um, was it? Uh, maybe it was Fraser from Party Play Gaming. He brought uh, one of those Jack. You don't know Jack kind of trivia games for the PS3. Yep. So uh, all the the game is played obviously on the on the big television from the console, but you can all log in through your phones. So your phone is your own game pad, so to speak. So if you're answering trivia questions or drawing pictures, you're doing it all on your own phone. So you don't need 15 controllers. Everyone has a controller. It's their phone already. That's neat. So you go to a certain website, you enter a code, and that gets you into that game room, and every, you know, everyone's involved. It was a lot of fun. Played that quite a bit, actually. Is he going to have uh, another event like this at some point in the year? Oh, I don't know. Maybe don't know. you should well, ask. Maybe he talked about it while you were there. No, right? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I do remember there was some wild uh, uh, name tags that went up, you know, when everyone was putting up names. For some reason. What? You know, when you had to write your name in the game. Oh. Some people, A lot of people were putting STC... Uh, poo names, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, one of my favorites was someone put in their name as a Fatty McCock. That was a good one. Well, I knew that was you. You did not. You're always going on about your Coke can. <laughs> uh, what else has been going on? That's it. No. I'm done. In general. <laughs> in general? Yeah. I'm done talking about this... Uh, event that I wasn't invited to. Well, good, because you told me how worked up you were and you were going to roll me over the coals with uh, all of this stuff you had yeah. pent up about it. I stopped caring. Shocking. Can you let people know about this, uh, this next podcast you're going to be on? Is that still hush-hush? I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. You're not going to be on another podcast talking about a topic or anything like that? No. No? All right. Not that I know of. Okay. Nothing is... Keep another secret from me. <laughs> Nothing is... I found this out and went crazy. Why did you go crazy? Well, why are they asking you? What are you talking about? Why aren't they asking me? Well, okay. This this one uh, show that might be happening is... We'll, we'll be talking about uh, a comedy series. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And... I think every one of our listeners knows how well you do with comedy. Well, you don't really no understand. No one cares it. anymore you don't about understand. it. You don't no one cares. Can't comedy. <coughs> Nobody cares. Oh, let's like it. It angers you for some reason. It does because you think it's the be all and end all of everything. Let's go and back. It's not. Let's go back a couple of weekends ago where we uh, wanted something in the background while we worked away. So a movie happened to be on, 
which was uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Right. John C. Riley. Yeah. Judd Apatow film. It was a parody, you know, of the Johnny Cash movie. Yes. And you went insane. <laughs> you went insane. You were so angry every time I thought I found something funny. Yes, because the movie was just utterly ridiculous. I understand it was a parody and all that nonsense. Fine, whatever. It it's like watching one of those uh uh, scary movie uh, ones that they do. Those parodies. The parodies of the <laughs> scary movies, or I know what you did yeah, last but, summer kind of things. Yeah, but these this is like really ele- It's more like the status of an airplane movie. It's really elevated for a screwball comedy. I think it's it was just there's no call for that. The- <laughs> There's just no call for anyone who watched that Listen, Johnny Cash movie go, knows that me, it was rife for parody. Show me how much the movie made in profit. Why? What's that got to do with anything? How much money did Walking Hot Walk Siri? <laughs> how much money did Walk Hard make? Hmm. Let me check on that. Oh. Here's what I found on the web for how much money did Walk Hard make. Yeah, and it brought up a porno. <laughs> it actually brought up Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Okay, Google. What was the box office for Walk Hard? $20 million, And the budget was $35 million. It. It's listening to you talk. See, you just ruined it. I got it right here from Wikipedia. Budget was thirty-five million. The box office was twenty million. Yeah, that's opening weekend. That doesn't mean anything. It's not opening weekend. Yeah, that's opening weekend. No. Yeah, it's got the little two sign there. What does that mean? It's got the two sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this this is was great. this was received from Box Office Mojo, so it's legit. Yeah, that's opening weekend. No. Big deal. It, what, what does numbers have to do with anything? It was an excellent comedy. What was the gross for Walk Hard? Oh. Let me check on that. Okay, I found this on the web for what was the gross for Walk Hard. Mm, that voice makes me hard. Huh. Yeah, good work. Box office mojo's down. Anyways, if anyone hasn't seen this movie, it's a pretty funny... Save yourself time. Pretty funny parody starring John C. Riley, who is amazing in everything he does. And uh, it is. it starts off as a pretty rock-hard uh, parody of the Johnny Cash movie, which was insane. Uh, but it goes that much further. He not only uh, does country music, he they take on and parody seemingly every genre and era of music from folk to uh rock and roll you know to uh to like hippie stuff it's all there it's all funny it's all hilarious um i can't recommend it enough and i can't recommend it and it was a judd apatow film so it's got the apatow fairy dust on it which makes everything awesome really yeah you approve of everything that he does? Yeah, I well, I don't watch girls. 
Why not? It's an excellent show. Because I think he's pretty hands-off on it. So. No, he's not hands-off yeah, on it. Yeah, I think it. he he's is. He's a major producer on it. Well, he got the ball rolling, and then your what about, What's uh, Your Face took over. Okay, did you see um, the one with, uh, what's his face? Our boy Paul Rudd, and then uh, the blonde chick from Grey's Anatomy. And Seth Rogen. What was that one? She gets pregnant. Knocked out? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah, of course. Hmm. Okay. Did you watch the one after it? The Get him to the Greek? No, the sequel. Get him to the Greek was awesome. No, that was shit, actually. That was awesome, That was dude. shit. Oh, you don't know comedy. And that was a kind of sequel to I Love You, Man. That wasn't the movie I was talking about anyway, but Get Him to the Greek was hilarious. No, wait. I'm confusing all my Rudd films here. The one after... <laughs> Knocked up. Where the Sarah Marshall. No. The Get Him to the Greek the is... sequel. Get Him to the Greek is yes. a spiritual sequel to the Sarah Marshall movie. I'm talking movie. about Knocked Up sequel. The one where it's uh, Life After 40 or 40-something, what oh, yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Why is that shocking? That was well done. But Get Him to the Greek was a complete It was hilarious. Ball drop. Man. That was, was hilarious. Shit. Saw it so many times. See, this is what we're talking about. You nah. you go off the rails. No, I know funny. It's not funny. You know boring. It, Let's just keep it like that. It could have been great. I was really looking forward to getting to the I enjoyed it. But it just didn't have didn't have the magic, didn't have the chemistry. Wasn't there. Sorry. I'm not sorry, because it was good. Now, the latest Apatow project, I made you sit down and watch. What would you think of that? Crashing on HBO. Oh, that was good. But I only saw the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. It's one of those ones where I don't feel sorry for the main character and what he's going through because he's such a loser. He's not a loser. He's a fucking loser. He's not. He's not a loser. Anyhow, this is... Uh, but everything else with it is is very well done. Like, I don't feel sorry for him, but I don't... I don't hate him. He's just another element in the show for me. What? You're crazy. It's a half an hour show. It's on HBO called Crashing. It's starring uh, Pete Holmes. And uh, it's about a fresh comic out in the New York scene trying to get a footing... And he goes through uh, uh, some life difficulties, difficulties, and he finds himself homeless, and he kind of ends up crashing on different comics uh, couches throughout the series. Thus, the name "Crashing," and uh, one of the biggest parts of uh, of the show is Artie Lang shows up in several of the episodes as uh, one of these veteran comics that takes pete under his wings and Artie just knocks it out of the park like so far it's only been in the first two episodes though. and he comes back for a bunch more apparently and uh man like Artie's had a pretty rough go of things in the last 10 years since he left the stern show uh heroin addiction suicide attempt psychiatric lockup uh, exile from Hollywood, 
Uh, then he slowly crawled his way back up into uh, stand-up comedy and got his uh, feet back on the ground in sobriety, uh, started headlining again, booking gigs, and then uh, when Judd Apatow and Pete Holmes were working out crashing, they thought of Artie Lang for this part and wrote him in for just a uh, walk-on kind of deal for the first episode, and Artie just killed it so much that they booked him for a bunch more episodes uh, because they loved him. He was a natural at it. And they had a script, but at, at one point, Apatow's like, Artie, just act like you're talking to a new comic who who's just trying to get his feet wet and all the things you would say to him and bust his balls. And Artie went for like 40 minutes just on camera off the top of his head. And they shot the pilot on film. So they actually uh, just kept going until their film uh, reel ran out. And they had to, like, stop Artie. They like, Artie, we're done. There's no more film. Uh, so they loved him. He had a, he had a great run. Uh, unfortunately, we just heard two weekends ago now, uh, Artie got uh, arrested for heroin and cocaine possession in his car. So that's not good. That's a real addict right there. Yeah, so we'll see if uh, if they decide to keep him on the show or not. With that arrest, though, is there a conviction for him? How does it work? Hmm. Wow. They got him dead to rights. He confessed to that being his stuff. Like, the cops were investigating some some kind of disturbance in the, the garage of his building, and they were uh, looking at this car, which had the stuff, like, rayed out, and he kind of approached them and went, hey, this is my car, and uh, that's my stuff. And, uh, yeah, I got some more stuff on me right here. <laughs> so so they brought him in for that. But, he, you know, he wasn't incarcerated. He was released uh, for a future court date. But the big thing is, with when something like that happens uh, and you are under contract for a big studio or a, or a broadcast company or a television company, you're, you, you're kept under certain... Um, guidelines on how your uh um you know your your how your appearance is your conduct yeah your conduct code of conduct thank you so you know we're thinking that hbo has to fire him from the show if it gets picked up for a second season so that's that's a shame man because i know me and you we we're big arty fans from the stern days yeah um Though it wouldn't be the first time that an actor, you know, has dropped the ball and done something like this. So I don't think they necessarily have to fire him. It's their call. Like, they can obviously just say, all right, you know, strike one. Don't let it happen again. Your your, your portrayal and your, and your appearance as his character is more important to the success of the show than us dropping you and bringing in someone else that might not have the same sort of feel or appeal to the audience, right? I hope so, man. So, like, or Apatow might uh, could fight for him or something. I don't know, whatever. Apatow has come out and said he's, you know, pulling for Artie. He's not going to stop fighting for him. So that's cool. And 
uh, the last couple of weeks leading up to crashing, getting premiered and stuff, I watched a lot of the press stuff where Apatow and Pete Holmes and Artie were going around doing all the, the press junkets and stuff. And, uh, cause I can't get enough Artie. I love Artie. I love Artie from the Stern days. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, you can easily go back and download a, a Howard Stern show when Artie was on and, it's, he's just he's just magic filling in the commentary on a radio show. He's uh, perfect timing and pacing when he was awake. <laughs> yep. But he was constantly dogged by the demons of drug abuse. Like, he is a true addict. He just cannot get away from it. But love that guy. Pulling for you, Artie. What's the matter, man? All right. God. See, we start start talking about comedy, and someone just uh, closes up. Any other topics there? Closes up. Oh, well, some of us ramble on. Well, ramble on. How about you? You go on something. Why do you got uh, the? What podcast was that I just saw there? Was that the? This is phrase Richard Simmons one. Yeah, I've started the the missing podcast. Why? He's fine. Missing Richard Simmons. It's not missing anymore. The police checked on him. It still it still doesn't add up to why he is completely He's disappeared. Kind of crazy, that's all. This is a guy. Who cares? It's it's just interesting. Why why listen to anything? You could say who cares about anything. It's the thing that drives me crazy about no, you. No, Richard. Yeah, I could be listening to how atoms are separated, and you could say who cares. No, I'd find that more who interesting. Cares? To me, that's interesting. This is interesting because Richard Simmons, up until like four years ago, well, you again back to the Howard Stern thing. He made many appearances on Howard Stern, right? You know how outgoing he was and how forward he was with people. This is a guy. You know, he lived in uh, the Hollywood Hills and all of those uh, celebrity bus tours that would go around, you know? Yep. They'd stop at people's houses and they'd get sprayed with water with every celebrity house they stop at. When you get to Richard Simmons' house, he was out there waiting for the bus. And he'd stop the bus and he'd let everyone get off and take a picture with him and sign autographs. Even I have audio tape of one encounter he had with a tour bus where he had stopped the bus. Everyone was out chatting with him. He was in the middle of the road and he got clipped by a passing car. His ankle got ran over. He was bleeding, yet he still stopped. He still let everyone come in and get their picture before he left for the hospital. That's how much he loves interaction with people. He was still instructing at his, uh, his fitness center up, you know, until one day he just stopped showing up. So it is very curious how uh, he just cut himself off from the world instantly like that. And that's what this show explores. And I mean, they're like uh, half an hour episodes. You know, there's only like... Well, you just think there'd be a lack of material after a certain point. Like, how much can you speculate? Or I know there was one guy, one of his buddies went recently before the police did, and... Um, the housekeeper or whatever kicked this person out and his buddy was like to richard simmons is are you letting this person run your life and i remember the interview or the person said yeah simmons just told him yeah you better go 
Yeah, that's the thing. That's so, what's weird. And it, it draws parallels to like that Brian Wilson story, the Beach Boys, you know, with the psychiatrist that was keeping him away from everyone else. So it's it's an interesting story. And if you're a fan of uh, uh, like a mystery podcast, like Serial, you know how big Serial was. This is kind of like that. And it's done by the guy who did it. Did it? He's like a former producer for the Daily Show. He's he's got credentials and he's entertaining. And he knew Richard Simmons. He had been to his house. He's friends with him, so he has a personal connection as well. That's what I'm listening to. Mm. Apparently, your phone also says you've done 726 steps. Pretty good, eh? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> well, I'm on nights. It's not like I'm doing a lot of stepping around when I'm working. Well, nights. you could be. That's it's your that's your excuse. You should be getting up and walking every twenty minutes anyway. You don't. Are you saying I have to? What? What? <laughs> I should. I know that, but I just get caught up listening to shows or doing other stuff. We're working. Or what working. can you do? I've said before. I've went to our boss and I said I would appreciate. Uh, a standing station put in our area, you know, where the computer and everything is put at a standing level bench yep. that you work at. And uh, actually, I, in my traverses around the the building at work, I have found one room that, in a darkened, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. keep going, a darkened uh, storage type room. There's a treadmill. Uh, IT station. Uh, those are no good. That's just a gimmick. It's a whole treadmill with a... The whole thing is built as a desk. It's like... Yeah, I know. It's a treadmill desk. Yeah, uh, what's his face? Jimmy Kimmel has one. My wife's got her workstation at work. She's got one where part of it can adapt working. She stands up. Yeah. But that was because she was having a... Uh, medical condition where it was hard for her to sit down for extended periods of time. So they had to put that in for her. And your advice to her was you should just pass out while you're sitting down for hours on end? No. What are you talking about? No. What am I talking about? Exactly. Um, well, you know what I have been watching every day? Put your phone down. Pay attention. I'm listening. Why you got Jiminy legs right now? What's your problem? Okay. People want... Don't leave people (laughs) hanging. Well, I need your attention. I need some contention over here. Yep, I'm listening. Uh, I've been watching the the White House press briefings every day. Yeah, you noticed that. (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it. You love that Spicer guy. I love Spicy. I will admit this. You know, I, I don't... Uh, like probably anything that's going on with that administration or what's happening at the White House, but uh, I like the spicy. I think he's uh, I think he's doing a bang up job. He's charming. He's funny, delightful, and when he gets angry, it's it's just engrossing. And he gets angry a lot. Is that because he gets caught off guard and doesn't know how to respond to someone? 
Well, the press keeps badgering him, right? Because he has to tell these half half truths back to them and so they always try and get him to tell the whole story so they badger him one after another he'll dismiss someone's question and then the next person will be if we could just go back to that for a second you said this does that mean this means that and then he'll get uh, he furrows his brow and uh no that's not the point this is the point this is what we're talking about Hold on, hold on. We got this over here. We got we're doing this, and we got this, and we got the Obamacare. We got to repeal and replace. So it's, it's a great dance, but he's good. He knows everybody's names, the press corps, and I've been watching so much. I know everyone's names now. <laughs> you can watch it every day on YouTube. They put out the live feed of the press briefing. And uh, it's not just the one shot of Spicy the whole time. You actually get to see the uh, reporters asking the questions and stuff. And uh, they have a great back and forth with him. And you can see the odd time where he's he chuckles a lot of, a lot of the time because you can tell he knows he's got to say this company line shit and he's got to make it convincing. But And he's even referenced that uh, the Saturday Night Live parody of him. He's like, don't make me move this uh, podium. And they all have a good chuckle. It's good times. Spicy. But man, with this, uh, the whole Trump thing going on nowadays, you know, it's it's changed the landscape of, uh, of late night television even. <clears throat> I'd say in a way it's almost saved it, right? Because... Well, for example, Stephen Colbert was in a, a downward spiral. And he's now been able to go back to basically his bread and butter when he was back on Comedy Central following uh, The Daily Show, where he can get into more of a a, a political undertone, um, which is what his character was on on Comedy Central. And it's it's what he knows and what people, I think, want to see when they watch, excuse me, when they watch him, right? So his ratings have spiked, and he's now been number one in the uh, late nights, um, surpassing, well, Kimmel was always third, I guess, right? So he surpassed, or Kimmel was always second. He surpassed Kimmel and uh, overtaken Fallon, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's a step in the right direction. You know, people are, are getting tired of Jimmy Fallon's... Uh, well, it's a it's a shtick of everything's great and I love everything and I love everybody and, and so it's almost a, yeah it's almost on a touch of uh, too much wholesomeness. But that's again that's what people expect from Jimmy Fallon, right? They don't expect him to be uh, uh, coarse or uh, crass or crude. You know that's. Uh, a little bit more on the Fallon or Kimmel side, and then uh, Seth Meyers. Uh, I think he's got a with his Saturday Night Live ties with uh, uh, who's the guy producer Lauren Lauren Michaels. They got a hard on for uh, Trump, and uh, they're just giving it to him every single second that they can. Well, it's money. That's where the ratings are. Well, yeah, but it's also calling him on his BS, right? Yeah. So all of your um, 
satirical political shows. Bill Maher's numbers are up. Uh, the Daily Show with Trevor Noah is up. Uh, even like you said, Seth Meyers is up, and that was that was in trouble, big time. No one saw Corden coming and taking over. But, oh yeah, I forgot about Corden. But uh, Seth is up, and uh, of course Colbert winning winning the nights. Uh, really, the first time since he took over from Letterman. That was the last time he had big numbers. But ever since Trump's taken over, uh, people have been looking late night for a more intelligent uh, satire of uh, the day's events. So I think that's pretty cool. At least that's one good thing. Yeah. Though when you say like the late night numbers, it's not what they used to be, obviously, back in the the good old days. So uh, I know there's nights when you say Colbert wins, but he only wins by like... I think some of the numbers have been like 10,000, 12,000, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been tight. A win's a win, but whatever. They'll spin it into any way that they can. But good. I've always liked Colbert. Um, I preferred him over uh, The Daily Show. What? At that time, yeah. I just found him more entertaining than... I thought Jon Stewart was just... I don't know, just a little too boring, I think. Boring? Yeah. Colbert was more my flavor. Your flavor—that's <laughs> interesting. I would not seen that coming at all. Yeah, I hated the Daily Show. Hated. Well, then why would you like Colbert? It's funny. Did you get that he was doing a shtick, or did you think that was the real thing? No, I got it. <laughs> and that's why I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. What? I'm calling it quits. You can't call it quits. It's too early. Yep. 53 minutes in. Wow. Let's leave it on a good note. You really brought it today, let me tell you. Yeah, I did. Just like last show. <laughs> and again, once again, we never told anybody who or what we are or where they can find us. So might as well throw it in at the end, right? STC pod style. Uh, check us out on YouTube, guys. YouTube.com slash start to continue where you can watch all of our exciting pickup videos where Bill makes me spend money on uh, video games and other crap and uh, just to show it to you guys. You can follow him on Twitter at Pod. Check me out at AC Decepticon, bookmark stcpod.com and go to cartridgeclub.org not only to listen to us but to check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community. And listen to us on iTunes under the search STC pod. Hmm. And what about our website? I said that stcpod.com. Did you? Yeah. You know, we have to. Good job listening. We have to renew that, by the way. That bill has come in. We got to renew the website. Hmm. And what else can be found on the website? The links to our Amazon shopping experience. So if you want to shop at Amazon, just go to stcpod.com first and click on the Amazon links there, and uh, that'll get you on your way. We'll get you better Amazon experience, and uh, we'll kick us some kind of commission. I don't know what, pennies, but... Uh, Every penny counts. You don't, It doesn't cost you anything, and uh, whatever. And don't forget to uh, check out our Teespring store at teespring.com slash stores slash STC pod. And uh, 
I think that's about it. You think of anything else we can uh, flog? The forums. Let's talk about this episode and let's talk about everything else that's been going on over at the forums at cartridgeclub.org. Yes, where I will answer all your comments within a 24-hour period. I don't think you will because your rank really isn't that high. Mm, I'm the same rank as you. Mm. So... <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Catch you later. Post and post it. I think we're alone.